Good afternoon. It's almost 1 p.m. on April the 14th, 2022 of Boblimp Doc. And I'm just here in Utah, Mountain Standard Time, observing the space-time continuousness of all the touchy-feely, super-worldly, New World Order FEMA camp. You broke my promise, you broke my heart. give you an update on rad engineering um, next week on Saturday the 23rd at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time in Sandy, Utah at the Be Prepared Expo. Uh, I and my business partner Justin will be giving a presentation on the rad terminal kit. And I have a link to a very, very rough draft version of the slides. And, you know, hopefully, I, I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now. I think we'll do a great job. I think we're actually going to do an amazing job. Doesn't mean that's going to be the key to our success. The reality is setting up stations and getting people using JSA Call and also using our notes application and um, our RAD terminal applications. Getting people involved is what's going to make this successful. Justin and I never set out on this journey thinking we'd make a lot of money fast. It would be great for us to pay the bills. We figure if we can sell 10 units a month, we can pay the bills. Right now, we have two initial customers, and we're having to do a little bit of testing and development still, even with these initial kits. We're hoping to deliver our initial kits here in a few weeks, but... Luckily, we have a couple of initial customers who seem patient, and they also seem like they understand that if there is any chance of this succeeding, they are kind of like stakeholders. And stakeholders, you know, that's not bag holder, by the way. Bag holder is a different thing. That's, that's where a lot of crypto people are now. Stakeholders are people who see an idea, see a proposal, see a vision, and want to participate, and sometimes they invest with money. Sometimes they invest with their time. Stakeholders are people that are impacted by what you're going to do. Stakeholders are people who feel an ownership of the vision. They might not be investors. They might not have any direct equity in what you're doing, but they care whether or not you succeed. So luckily, we have a couple of initial stakeholders slash customers who are very patient and they understand what we're trying to do. It's not easy. I'm not saying your life is easy or the problems you face are easy, but starting an engineering company in 2022 and moreover, trying to create a new way for people to communicate um, outside of the World Wide Web, outside the smartphones, outside of all of that. This is challenging, and it's also subversive. It's very subversive. Uh, if you really think about it, it undermines a lot of the very crooked ways that the system wants us to interact in. And that is one of the reasons why I don't expect a giant check uh, in any form from anybody. It would be great if an angel investor came along of good principle and wanted to support what we're doing, we certainly have an investor model that would work out for people. But the reality is, I don't think that's going to happen. And as far as like all the IPO financialized gimmickry, Justin and I both agree that's a grift. You know, it, it, there might have been a time where an IPO could be done honestly, but at this point in American history and human history, Pretty much all these IPOs are pump and dump schemes. A lot of soft products and vaporware, a lot of questionable business practices, a lot of language without any can-do, 
and a lot of promises that will most likely be broken. That's the IPO world of 2022 Bob But we are committed to building a business that generates a profit. Not an unreasonable one, but then again, the market will tell us what's reasonable in a way, assuming there are functional markets, assuming that free enterprise is not dead. I have to say in my lifetime, the system, the system of, of quote-unquote laws and bureaucracy, the system of lawyers and enforcers, that system has almost squeezed the life out of capitalism, almost totally destroyed it, to the point that now people blame capitalism for the very thing that killed it. And it's not capitalism. I call it neo-Stalinism. You can call it whatever you want to, but it's a grift and it's crooked and it's organized crime. And it does not belong in a country that purports to be the land of the free and the home of the brave. I wonder where that place went. Because after 2020, it's clear to me, yeah, Dorothy, you're not in Kansas any longer. And maybe I never were, right? You're not in Kansas. You don't know where you are, but you're definitely not in fucking Kansas. We are setting up a station in Puerto Rico. Um, we did an initial setup on this this week on, uh, I think it was Tuesday. I think it went pretty well. Um, we have a lot more work to do. A lot more work to do uh, to get it completed and to keep going, but, you know, we have a vision for what we want to accomplish, and we are positive that we can do it. The reality is, is that, you know, like I said, it's me, it's Justin, and it's Justin's girlfriend, and that's the entire team. That's the entire business. So even though I do beat myself up, especially when it comes to delivery, I'm a big believer that you try to deliver to your customers as quickly as you can, but the reality is that's what we're doing. With the resources we have, with the black boxes we're dealing with, we are trying to deliver this, and we are going to. Um, I think the Puerto Rico station is going to be interesting because even though it's not technically a rad terminal kit that we're building, it's a person in Puerto Rico that uses JS8 call, that, that does use um, a CB radio system, and so he has the computer and the radio to do everything we would need to do. Now what we have to do is just install our software. We installed most of it, and I think it was Tuesday, on Tuesday, but there's still more work to do. It's just the way it is. Um, actually, given that today is, you know, yeah, I think it was Tuesday. Some of these days have bled into the others, folks, and you have to forgive me for that, I think. Maybe I should just double check because I don't know. Uh, it's okay, I don't need to double check. First topic, uh, <laughs> here's a quote from Dr. Freckles, a fat lady in a coal mine is worth two canar canaries in a bush. I don't know if that's a very good Dr. Freckles quote. That's really a mashup of other common sayings. A fat lady in a coal mine is worth two canaries in a bush. You know what I mean? A fat lady in a coal mine is worth two canaries in a bush. Two canaries in a bush are better than a broken hand. But that fat lady, she's starting to sing. game today, people. A fat
fat lady in a coal mine is worth two canaries in a bush. Yes, it's silly. It's very silly. And I think the reason for this quote is that I am surprised that the wheels on the bus keep going round and round. I mean, as far as what's been going on in the world around us, my my record is clear and transparent since more or less March of 2020. They're lying to us and they're using military psychological warfare to do it. They haven't stopped lying to us. They keep lying to us and they have various psyops they pull from, the main one being the Rona. But they've had the race war and the Trump trauma drama and the Biden brain injury and all the other, you know, Hunter Biden and the endless Clinton flogging, all of which is absurd. Um, I have been certain since March of 2020 that they are lying on an epic scale. I, I will tell you, in my opinion, the longer lies like this last, the less likely it is they hide something good. And because it all seems so impro improvised at this point, I think that they don't control the schedule. Whatever's happening, whatever's going to happen, they're not in charge of it. I think they're responding to a schedule, but they're not running the schedule. So what does that tell us? It tells us that some fuzzy event, so big, so dangerous to the elite, and maybe to everybody else, um, is arriving in some window that they just need to keep us mostly occupied and angry and confused. And did I say stay at home? The principal message of every PSYOP since 2020 has been stay at home. Oh my God, they're shooting people in the subway. Stay at home. Did you hear about that cruise ship covered in COVID? Stay the fuck home. Oh my God, did you know that, that a person in a hotel room farted, and according to Chris Martinson, their fart molecules carried the COVID around the hotel, stay at home. Every single stupid PSYOP, including the race war, holy crap, there's BLM, Antifa, in the streets, commies, in the streets, stay the fuck home. That's been the message. Now, why? I don't know. I think best case scenario, we're looking at the collapse of the dollar empire, which also means the collapse of, of the empire that strangles not only the world, but strangles the republic. If you believe in a free republic, if you believe in the constitution, it, the empire is, isn't just a thing that destroys Syria or Libya or Afghanistan or any of the other countries in the alphabet. The empire also strangles this nation's freedom. So best case scenario, the empire is in collapse. Now, it's going to be hard as fuck. And believe me, when diesel goes over 10 bucks a gallon, a lot of people are going to you know, have a heart attack. But it's not the end of the world. And on the other side of this is the possibility that we might have a free country again. I know that's a lot to hope for, brothers and sisters. I know there are a lot of people in the alt-podcast world telling you about FEMA camps and Operation Lockstep and New World Order Reset, Klaus Schwab bullshit, but here's the deal. The principal purpose behind the, the Reset PSYOP is not to confuse or disturb the hoi polloi. They, they had the Rona for that. It is for the people that need to stay at their jobs until the last fucking minute. It's for the submarine commanders, the senators, the congressmen, the mayors, the governors. It's to convince them that there's going to be a safe place for them when all this shit comes crashing down. But the reality is, that's bullshit. A lot of these fuckers should be prepared to end up like Ceausescu, to end up like Mussolini, to end up hanging upside down because when people realize how fucked they are and who fucked them, once the clouds are separated, once the fog leaves their brain, once they realize the Rona was 100% bullshit with a little bit of snuff flick you know, thrown in there to keep it real. So yeah, they definitely deliberately poison people but they mostly scared a lot of fucking people to death, is what they did.
When, when the people at that level realize that they are abandoned, they will flee. They will quit their jobs. They will retire. Okay? And I don't even think the news will report it because that would be subversive to tell the truth. But when the people at the middle management level realize they're abandoned by the deep state, abandoned by the quote-unquote elite, they're going to leave. So, the, so you need the reset. You need to tell them, no, there's going to be a condo for you. A condo in Switzerland. A special safe zone. There'll be Vietnamese-style Mexican fusion cafes and shit. There'll be Spanish hookers and Spanish fly. There'll be really good, really good yayo. You'll have a rocket ship to take you to Mars where you can live your life hanging out with the fucking stars, baby. They need to believe this bullshit. This crooked Ray Kurzweil singularity, super high-tech Klaus Schwab, you're not going to own anything, but you'll be really happy bullshit. Brothers and sisters, the collapse of the dollar empire is baked into the cake. The only question is, is it worse? Okay, and as far as what's going on in China, here's what I'll tell you. I don't know for certain what the fuck's going on there, okay? But I don't think it's the monkey herpes, for all sorts of reasons, not least of which it would be the ultimate gaslight. I mean, for two fucking years, we've had the experts telling us the Chinese did it the right way. Well, it looks like they're still having to do it the right way, right? What it really looks like is cover-up for a civil war. And, and listen, our government, our deep state, has been helping the People's Republic of China since at least 1970, and arguably, probably since the beginning of Mao. We have been funding and supporting that crooked regime for many decades. And for the last three or four decades, their purpose has been simple. They're a giant fucking inflation dump. Okay, you just dump your inflation there. Oh shit, it's too expensive for Americans to make cars. Let's dump them in Japan. It's too expensive for Americans to make computers. Let's dump that in China. It's too expensive for us to do anything. So let's just find some cheap ass country and use some neo-Stalinist finagling and call it globalism and dump our fucking inflation. But that's over. So I don't know what the fuck's going on in China, but it's not the monkey herpes. So it, it makes you just go, hmm, right? What the fuck? A fat lady in a coal mine is worth two canaries in a bush. next topic. But before I move on, um, yeah, I do lose sleep sometimes. I've been losing sleep the last couple weeks because the problem is if this is collapse and they're doing everything they can to keep it going, then it simply means the whipsaw effect, the cascading collapse is going to be worse. Another way of putting this, the longer they postpone the inevitable, the worse it's going to be. Right now, it looks like famine, worldwide famine, is baked into the cake. And if your question is, did it have to be that way, the answer is no. If I may switch topics back to the issue of diesel and gasoline, let me just tell you this way, okay? If you read James Howard Kunstler, he'll look at the issue from peak oil perspective, from resource perspective, and that is correct in its own way. I look at it simply from this perspective. Human civilization has been using statism 
and Keynesian financialization for almost 100 years. It's worse than cancer. It more or less destroys everything. It is like a Ford pickup truck, a 1972, 600, no, 2.5 million miles on it. It gets about 20 gallons to the mile. Now, if you end up broke-ass broke on the side of the road, and I know you've heard me tell this little parable before, but I'm going to tell it again. If you're broke-ass broke on the side of the fucking road with a Ford pickup that gets 20 gallons to the mile, is it A, the world has run out of fuel, or B, get the fuck out of that shitty pickup? I think it's B, okay? I'm not saying that we haven't done a lot of damage to nature. I'm pretty certain we have. But I also think that it can be repaired. And the only way it can be repaired is the only way we can be repaired. And that is if we have the courage and the decency and the honor to live free. As long as we depend upon deep state banks and deep state bureaucracies and all kinds of sideways, crooked subsidies and barriers to entry, as long as we depend upon the I don't see, I don't care philosophy of just dumping shit anywhere, oh, they told me it's going to be recycled, but it ended up in some country in Africa and kids play around that pile of toxic crap. Did you know it? Or they dump it off the coast of Africa, you know? I mean, that's what happens in reality, but nobody wants to believe it. So they pretend, no, 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 it's not happening. We can repair and heal the world. We can repair God's blessings to us. But the only way we can do that is if we change. And I don't mean by becoming more statist and more like Klaus Schwab. I mean, simply put, having the courage to be free. It's fucking hard, isn't it? Does that mean I don't get my social security check? Brothers and sisters, that check, one of two things is going to be true. That check will eventually buy you a cup of coffee or it's going to cease to exist. And it's not that far in the future. And if you think they're going to tell you, then God bless, stop listening to me. If you accidentally came across this podcast and in 2022 you believe that they will inform you, stop. You're the same motherfucker who wants me to believe they didn't know any better about the Rona. Shit, dude, pick a fucking lane. Is it they don't know what the fuck they're doing? Okay, then guess what? That means they're incompetent or, oh, well, they, you know... They're going to tell us. They'll tell us. They'll make sure they tell us. No, they won't. They won't. They'll come up with excuses. The one thing the federal government is really good at after they've fucked up, and that includes the Federal Reserve, because they're not really government. Fuck you. If you want to define statism, statism is defined in terms of force, and there's all kinds of force associated with the Federal fucking Reserve. So yeah, it's government. It's not constitutional government, but fuck you. You're the one with a fucking credit card, right? They'll tell us. They're not going to tell you. They won't tell you when the food is gone. No, they'll do they'll do mind fucks like the great toilet paper shortage of of April and May 2020. But what they're not going to do is tell you when the real thing is going to happen. Famine is baked into the cake. That's going to happen. The collapse of the dollar empire is happening right now. And that's why they're mind-fucking you so fucking bad. And they will mind-fuck you to the last minute. I think the stock market will be going up on the very same day people start eating each other. That is how real the system is. So I don't know for sure why they're doing this. But I've never ever in my life come across the idea or the notion that gigantic lies hide nice, hide, you know, gigantic lies from the government hide nice things. They generally don't. And there's no such thing as a noble lie. I'm so sick of that bullshit too. All the Doritos for the brain. Noble lie, Dan. They're doing it because it's honorable to deceive. Let's say there's some calamity that they think they believe is coming. I don't know that they're competent enough to know that, but let's pretend, right? Every living thing, by being born into this world, earned the right to fight for their fucking life. If they're hiding something from us they think they have a right to, they are wrong. 
The collective intelligence of the human race has the potential, in my opinion, to solve almost every problem if a couple things are true. One, we're allowed to be free, and two, we don't spend all fucking day mind-fucking each other. So this argument about noble lies makes me fucking sick. There is nothing noble about lying about catastrophe. Nothing. The only thing, well, there's, there's nothing noble about it. All I can say about it is it is a kind of cowardness, but there's no nobility in it. So if there is more than just the collapse of the dollar empire, then honorable people in government would tell us. And if you say, well, Dan, everybody might go crazy. Ding, 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 ding. That's already fucking happening. And kind of like the, the film 2001, A Space Odyssey, where NASA spends all fucking day you know, gaslighting how, eventually people go crazy when they're gaslighted like this. So if your argument is, well, Dan, if they told the truth, people would go crazy, it's already happening. In the summer of 2020, I saw stupid motherfuckers jogging around Seattle in 90 degree heat with two or three coffee filters on their fucking face. If, you, if your threat to me that is that the truth will make people crazy, it's happening. It's everywhere. It's even in, in rural fucking Utah. So if it's worse than just the collapse of the empire, and I know I've ranted on this before, but I think it's a worthy rant, it's not just that we have a right to know. It is the only chance we have to survive. It, that's it. If you think the government's so fucking smart that they got all figured out, then why the fuck five minutes ago did you tell me, but Dan, they couldn't have known better about the Rona. They couldn't have known better about Al-Qaeda. They could, You know what? Every five fucking years after the federal government fucks something up, I have some asshole telling me they couldn't have known better. Fuck you. If they can't know better, then why don't we have a right to try better? Next topic, but like I said, a fat lady in a coal mine is worth two canaries in a hooker's bush. Next topic. So, Zero Hedge, which has banned me once again, they keep banning me, I'm okay with that. But Zero Hedge had an article a few days ago, I think it may have been almost a week ago, but a number of days ago, and it's about how 7 in 10 Americans see Russia as the enemy. And for the moment, let's ask a simple question. Do, you, do any of you really believe any of these polls, any of these studies? Because from my perspective, they serve a propaganda purpose. There's a concept in rhetoric and advertising called bandwagon. And bandwagon says the following. If you tell people, you gotta drink Coca-Cola because everybody's drinking it, or if the kids at school say, you gotta you know, smoke cigarettes because all the cool kids are smoking cigarettes, that's essentially the bandwagon argument. Everyone's on the bandwagon. Why not you? Why aren't you getting on the bandwagon? <sighs> Seven out of ten Americans want to kill some Russians. What if they just want you to believe that is my point? And if you don't want to kill some Russians, then maybe like, you know, there's something fucking wrong with you. But you know, just like these crooked fucking polling agencies and political consultants, just like all these crooked politicos and various types of, yeah, lobbyists, I can make up shit too. I don't enjoy it, but I can do it. I won't make it up to fuck with people. In a recent study, in a recent study, nine out of ten Americans said the moon was closer than Texas. 
Now, I, I don't know if that's true, but it fucking sounds true. When asked to identify China, eight out of 10 Americans point at Mexico. Seven out of 10 Americans, when asked to point to Russia on a map, identified Canada, oh boy. Let's hope they don't have the missile keys. Unless you hate Canada. Nearly all Americans agree the U.S. sent multiple manned flight missions to the moon between the late 1960s and early 1970s. And then they all collectively pretended, every American collectively pretended that, you know, not going back to the moon for more than 50 years is normal. How could they have known? It's normal. Yeah. It's so normal. It, it, it's kind of like... Um, Lindbergh crossing the Atlantic, I think it was 1926 or 27, and then it taking 50 years for someone to do it again. That would be crazy. That would be mentally ill crazy. And yet, when we think about the moon, we're told a lot of interesting things. We're told technology is super technology, and we're so fucking advanced, and everything's moving so fucking fast. But yeah, you know, we went to the moon, but you know, last time in the early disco 70s, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But again, a lot of you love to love to keep two ideas in your head that don't make any sense. And maybe not my listeners, but if you're a voter, you enjoy keeping two ideas in your head. One is, the government didn't know any better, so we should just give them another chance. And the other is, well, the government can do anything, and they're so amazing, and they can go to the moon. I mean, I, I think pick a lane, like I said. You want to you wanna cut slack for the great mind fuck? that murdered people, that led people to suicide and not treating their cancers and their diabetes and their heart disease. It led people to overdoses. It destroyed businesses. It probably led to tens of millions of children around the world being abused by pedophiles. If you want to tell me that the great monkey herpes psyop was a big giant whoops, then how the fuck do you believe they went to the moon? Ever. Ever. I don't care if it was 1970, 1950, or sometime in the future and they use a fucking time machine. If you want to cut them slack on the monkey herpes shit, you have some difficult ideas to work out in your fucking head. Nearly a fifth of all sexual encounters end in intercourse. In 1934, it was determined that real men loved cigarettes, sexy women loved cigarette breath mixed with whiskey. That's what they figured out in 1934. Sixty percent of Americans would eat their cat before their dog. The other forty percent will die of starvation really, really soon. One half of all cats will eat their owners if they must. Seventy-seven percent of all dogs think this is creepy. Eighty-five percent of herpes cases occur 120 percent of the time. They just do. One in 20 Christians believe in God. I'll say that one again. 
And again, you know, so that you don't get confused, all of these numbers are just as real as the 7 out of 10 Americans, you know, hate the Russians or think the Russians are our enemy. So before you say, well, Dan, is this true? Is the 7 out of 10 Americans thinking the Russians are our enemy true? I think they have equal truthiness, and I would go to a court of law to prove it. So fuck you. So when I say one out of 20 Christians believe in God, what I'm getting at is this. That is, seems more true than seven out of 10 people think the Russians are our enemy. I think there are a lot of Christians out there, quote unquote, lowercase Christians, and they worship some flavor of a lowercase Jesus, which means they're not actually worshiping Jesus. Now, the good news is it's not my fucking job to figure that out for them. They will be judged individually. They will be judged as individuals before Christ for not figuring that shit out. But there are a lot of people who go to church and, and they do rosaries and they call themselves Catholics and Mormons and Presbyterians and Baptists, but they don't really believe. And they won't even admit it. Like they'll pretend to believe and they'll have weird arcane conversations about new agey mysticism, but they don't really fucking believe. So that particular, you know, statistic is only as true as the 7 out of 10 Russians or whatever Americans think the Russians are enemy. It's equally true, but it still feels more true, doesn't it, brothers and sisters? 99%, nearly 100% of all salad bars at restaurants contain cat feces. A lot of it. It looks like croutons, but it's not croutons. It's little cat poops. Ninety-nine percent of all salad bars at restaurants contain cat feces, a lot of it. It looks like croutons, but it's not croutons, baby. If you were lost in the deserts, chased by wild dogs, 45% of people would feel bad about that. The rest, plus your ex-wife, would do pay-per-view. Sixty-one percent of all people will die. Sixty-one percent of all humans will die. The rest will become zombies and vampire and Sasquatch. That's a fact, right? Like the seven out of ten Americans think Russians are their enemies. Well, it's equally truthiness, equally. If you hunt whale squirrel in the darkness of the night... There's a 76% chance you're on drugs, buddy. That's a fact. It has been determined that 23% of racists hate black people. The rest hate the Danes. And I gotta say, I don't agree with hating black people, but hating Danish people, I think that's not a total waste of time. 86% of fat people eat too much. Almost half of all Americans is 50%. 22% of all people will pick their butts and then lick their finger after they did. And then they'll go to the kitchen and make you an omelet because it's Mother's Day. God bless, right? If your girlfriend or wife is a Democrat, there is an 86% chance she will, she'll be a bitch. This is a, this is a very true fact. Six out of four Americans don't understand ratios and fractions. Six out of four Americans don't get ratios and fat fractions. The other 800% really don't understand either. This is a well-known fucking fact, buddy. 
Half of all commuters want to kill you because of that stupid shit you did getting on the freeway last week. We saw what you did. It was fucking stupid. Half of all those fucking commuters want you dead, buddy. Seventy-four percent of the United States is made up of America. That's right, about three-quarters of the U.S. is made up of America. The rest is diesel fuel, asbestos and broken glass, depleted uranium, and broken hearts, baby. One in six sofas hide a dead body. 72% of all U.S. high school graduates believe math involves rhyming. Nearly a third of Americans believe they are 66% of the 7 out of 10 Americans. Almost half are wrong. A full quarter of all nickels are dimes. 90% of all human pregnancies happen with, a women, with women. That's right, 90% of all human pregnancies involve a woman. The other 10%, we just don't know. We don't know. Maybe a jackal, right? Maybe a dog, like in The Omen. But the rest are women, because that's called biology. Six hundred and sixty-six percent. Six hundred and sixty-six percent. Six hundred and sixty-six percent of all devil worshippers are hated. And spoiler alert, it's mostly Satan that hates them. Satan hates you if you're a human being. Satan hates you if you're a clever monkey. Satan hates you... Even if you worship him, he probably hates you the most, you sycophantic toady fuck. You'll find out soon, motherfucker. Satan hates all humans, but he hates his followers the most. Almost one-third of Americans have had sex with a drunken walrus. The rest wish they had. From a study at the Kustens Institute, they determined that 98% of all assessments are 23% of the ones that deal with why your girlfriend has crabs after spending the weekend with her quote-unquote cousin. But you do live in Alabama. And we know what that means, baby. shouldn't be mean to Alabama. I have a good friend in Alabama. If you're listening, forgive me. One third of taco meat sold in the U.S. is undocumented, but they just want to go to college and be dreamers. 100% of all mass graves were meant to remain hidden, but the truth wins out. Most people want to fall in love. Most people want to fall in love. Very few succeed.
So that's how I feel about all those studies that tell you what percentage of Americans or whatever, A, I have no reason to believe any of them are legit, and B, even if they were legit, if you found out that most people believed, okay, that drinking gasoline, one glass of gasoline every morning with your breakfast would help your, would help your incontinence or your gluten issues, I would pray that Americans would listen to that and they would just not do it. The scary thing is, after 2020, Americans turned out to be totally primed for Simon Says. Now, of course, they didn't go all the way. If they'd gone all the way, they would have started doing vaccinations, you know, ones that you don't have a choice about with your dogs. Like, I know there are probably people that vaccinated their dogs. These are called shitty people. They vaccinated them against COVID. That was crazy. That was stupid. You're a shitty fucking person if you did it. But if they had made mandatory people's dogs be vaccinated, I mean, I don't think, this is what's so scary. I think a lot of people care more about their dogs than their kids. They would probably, oh my God, this Rona, how can it be real? They might have woken up. That's why they didn't make you vaccinate your fucking dog. They told you all kinds of weird stories about tigers, lions, tigers, bears, monkeys, in zoos getting the Rona, but they never did make you forcibly vaccinate your fucking pet, did they? Did they? Well, they didn't have enough vaccines for the people. Brother, you could have mine. There are a lot of people like me. Perhaps most people chose not to get the vaccination. No matter what they fucking told you, I'm going to tell you something I think is true. At least half, if not more, of Americans never got the fucking vaccination. Do you fucking understand what I just said? I, I would stake my fucking life on the possibility that at least 50%. And for the other 50%, some got placebo and some got poison. Because every great American psyop is also a snuff flick. You know, a movie of someone really being killed. So yeah, I, I think some people, most people got the placebo. And some people got the poison. And some people got a really crooked poison that would be really fucking dramatic. But none of it was any more real than murder. But they didn't know any better. They went to the moon. They didn't know any better. They went to the moon. They didn't know about Al-Qaeda. They went to the moon. They didn't know about hypersonics. They went to the moon. Yeah, you know, dude, whoever you are out there that believes this crooked shit in your head, all of it, in logical theorem-proving terms, adds up to zero. False. It's never true. You can believe they're incompetent pieces of shit, which I think is true, or you can believe they're capable of magical shit, like, I don't know, running the world the Klaus Schwab way. You gotta pick your fucking lane. Okay? Next topic. Here's a, here's a quote I've had in the past from Dr. Freckles, but based upon what's coming and what I've seen, it's worth, it's worth re-quoting or restating this. Food is supposed to go rotten eventually. What does that mean? Well, this is what that means. Um, if you have food in your home that is preserved, there are traditional ways to preserve that are, I would say, less destructive and probably healthier than what they do these days. But a lot of the industrial preservation is so fucking good that your body really can't use the food. That's my perspective on it. Now, I know a nutritionist is going to send me an essay with a Steven Pinker article telling me everybody's happier than they were 500 years ago. Fuck you. Keep your fucking Cato Institute Steven Pinker bullshit to yourself. I don't believe any of it. Sorry for the reason you gave me, fucker, a few minutes ago. They couldn't have known any better. They couldn't have known. If they couldn't have known, don't I get to say that there's a likely sh likelihood that they still don't fucking know? Isn't that a right of mine? If, you, if you're going to tell me they couldn't have known about the Rona, they couldn't have known about Al-Qaeda, Al they couldn't have known about ISIS, and they couldn't have known this and that, they couldn't have known printing money without restriction would do something really damaging, they couldn't have understood the housing crisis. If you're going to feed me all this fucking bullshit, okay, then don't talk to me about magical shit that you think they can do. Or, or stuff I should believe. If, if they couldn't have known, guess what? They might not still know. 
Okay, that, there's a pattern there. But Dan... No, stop, stop. Stop, but Dan. You hairy butt. Food is supposed to go rotten. Food is supposed to break down. The leaves that fall from the trees are supposed to break down. Even at a high altitude like this, they should eventually break down. But at lower altitudes, where there's all kinds of creepy crawlies, all things being equal, they should break down. When I was living in Seattle, very close to sea level the last couple years, I noticed something strange. Leaves that didn't break down for two years. Like piles of leaves that just stayed there all the fucking time. That plus the absence of earthworms, that plus the fact that I saw a lot of birds of prey coming into Seattle in 2020. But Dan, that's because the eagles and the hawks and the owls, they're doing so good. The golden eagles and all that, they're doing so great. There's so many of them. If you believe that stupid shit, you're, why are you listening to this podcast? That maybe to take notes for your minder. Maybe to do some type of East German Stalinist bullshit. But how can you believe such dumb shit? The reason why those birds were coming in was the same reason why the leaves weren't breaking down. The same reason why I haven't seen a lot of earthworms or a lot of, you know, windshields covered in bugs the last few years. And if you can't connect the dots yourself, good fucking luck. I mean, that's it. This is way past 2019 and this is way past the time to give warning. Now is the time to prepare. And if you're not prepared mentally, you're done. It doesn't matter how much food you got in your basement. If you're not mentally ready for what's going to happen, you're done. And even if you have a ton of food, there's still a likelihood you're done. Best case scenario, I expect to be dead in 10 years. Not because I want to be, but because I have a realistic notion about reality. A lot of people don't. A lot of people think that social security check will keep showing up. A lot of people think electricity just happens. But what if you're wrong? And what if the government that tells you these things is wrong? And before you say that's crazy, you told me five minutes ago they couldn't have known any better. Next topic. I'm not going to go into this. There's a link to Claude Shannon. If you want to study the, the life of Claude Shannon, it's up to you. But here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. The statistically probable becomes boring. Dr. Freckles, what does that mean? Well, in information, in information theory terms, it means that a signal that has the same structure and repeats itself over and over again can be interpreted as having no meaning. It's like a person goes to your door and they stand outside your door and they knock on the door. You open the door, but they don't come in. You close the door, they start knocking again. You open the door, but they don't come in. They're still out there, six weeks later, covered in snow, knocking on your fucking door, but they don't want to come in. That means that knocking has no real meaning. Normally it would, because if a person knocks on the door, you may or may not let them in, but at least there's a transaction of sorts. Hey, buddy, come in, or hey, buddy, get the fuck out of here. But if the person just stands out there knocking on the door and you actually want them to come in, then whatever that knocking means, it doesn't mean what you think it means, and it probably means nothing. The statistically likely is boring. It's, it's meaningless. It's something that doesn't excite us, especially us predators, especially us with our eyes that love to triangulate shit and, and, you know, gaze at things that dart about. Have you ever remarked on how your brain works, especially some of you vegans, you know? You don't really need the brain we have. You don't really need the, um, the eyes we have or the abilities we have to, you know, hunt carrots. Predators love excitement. They love action, okay? Uh, tigers, cats, dogs, humans, we love action. We love to see things going on. We get excited with some little crunchy, tasty critters moving in the wilderness. That is part of our makeup. It doesn't mean we have to act like animals, but let's pretend we're, let's not pretend we're not. I'm a Christian, okay? I, I've read my Bible. I know enough to know that this is not Eden and this is not the Millennium Kingdom. You people live here, they die here, you know. Food should go rotten here 
it's working better if it does. Animals are hunted and killed, and something that just happens all the time without any remark or significance has very little meaning. It really does. Next topic. All the great love songs, and this is the last topic, all the great love songs are really about breaking up. And I know people say, Dan, that's not true. Aren't there love songs about people being in love? I don't know. I've listened to a lot of those songs too, and they sound like songs about just before breaking up. Like basically, it's either about breaking up, or you can tell from the song, there's trouble in paradise. love songs are really about breaking up. And that's, you know, that's a qualifier, great. The greatest love songs are about people falling apart. Or maybe there's some poignant ditty about this love that died and, you know, I left her standing by the blah, 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 blah. If you like this podcast and you've taken care of your food, your water, your shelter, if you've taken care of the people you love and your cats and your dogs, if you got enough food set aside for six to 12 months, and that includes your dog and your cat. I talked about this in the last podcast, and I'll say it again. Um, If we're going to bring a dog or a cat into our homes, and if we're going to treat them as if they're a person, which in a way is a little bit problematic, and then we simply toss them into the street because we ran out of food, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I know that times could get so bad that people don't necessarily toss their cat or dog out. The cat or the dog ends up in the pot, and that's horrible. It's horrible. It's something nobody wants to think about, nobody wants to even conceive of because we live in America and there's always food at the grocery store. The trucks are always delivering. But what if what if they don't? I beat up on the person, that abstract person who says they couldn't have known because really, if you believe that, then you should be preparing. So if you actually prepared your family, if you prepared for you know your cats to have that food on hand, if you've done the things you need to do to take care of yourself and you still have some money left over, feel free to donate, but you don't have to. Sometimes it would be helpful enough to just email my podcast to other people because right now I'm pretty much banned or shadow banned almost everywhere. I'm still on Anchor. I'm still on Spotify until I get, you know, destroyed. PayPal, at some point, I've gotten the kind of indication the next month or two, PayPal will probably cancel me. But I still have a PayPal account you can donate to. I'm still on Bluehost. And so far, Bluehost has not had the crappy, terrible customer service of GoDaddy. So that's a real plus. But I'm not a fool. I mean, come on. I have been run out of every town like a hobo on the internet for the last 10 fucking years. So I'm not a fool. If, I, if, if you're going to tell me, well, this time it'll, it'll work out. It's like, nah, this time it'll last another six months. And then somebody at Bluehost will come up with a reason to cancel me. Somebody at Spotify will come up with a reason to cancel me. Or maybe they just shadow ban me like they've been doing. And if I sound paranoid, maybe you're right. But cut me some fucking slack. And cut yourself some fucking slack. I, I think the absence of paranoia, even a fractional amount of paranoia in 2022, is what makes you fucking crazy. You need to be careful. You know, it's like I told a dude yesterday 
this line from the thing, you know, R.J. McCready is sitting in a shack with the old man and the old man says, I don't know who to trust. And R.J. McCready says, well, you know, trust is a hard thing to come by these days. So why don't you just trust in the Lord? So if you've taken care of the stuff you need to take care of and you want to donate, feel free. Um, I am probably going to try to do a service. Uh, I don't. Maybe if you're a new listener, you may not be aware of this, but up until March of 2021, for for almost a year, I was doing um, Christian services over the internet and publishing them as MP3s. And my plan right now is to do one for Easter. I wouldn't expect it before Easter, but my plan is to at least publish on Easter. Um, if you're not aware, I am a Christian. I, am I a good one? I don't obsess over that because the answer is usually no for pretty much everybody. And in 2022, I think pretty much everybody I know, the answer would be no. But I have faith in Jesus. And I know that the Lord forgives us. I know that the Lord is willing to forgive us, especially if we're willing to to forgive others, to forgive ourselves, and to try to follow the kingdom life, to try to live as Jesus wanted us to live. But after 2020, it's, um, it's hard for me to believe that many Americans actually do that, including me. But to the extent that I can be a disciple, even an old hobo disciple, this is my goal, that for Easter this year, I will do a service, and then maybe I'll do one after that. I have to feel inspired to do it. I was inspired to do this one. So I'm going to go ahead and put it together. I I needed to take a break after Seattle because I was almost destroyed there. And that's not an exaggeration. I didn't have much there left that I actually thought was worth living for because it had become a really crooked place. So Perhaps on Sunday, you will see an email link for a service. You don't have to listen to it. If you're an atheist, you definitely don't have to. I don't judge you. It, it'll just be a link, and it'll be obvious, and it'll be up to you if you want to. And until then, I may try to crank out another podcast. I'm trying to keep up with them, but between this and trying to get the business started and not losing my mind, it's been a lot of work. Um, but I, I, I got to say that it's worth it. I'm just going to recap what I said at the beginning. Justin and I, with radengineering.tech and the rad terminal concept, we're on a journey. And the journey has a destination, and that is to get as many people prepared for a grid-down scenario as possible, for a scenario where the internet, the mobile phone networks, the power is all out. And in that world, there could be a town maybe 50 miles away that has food, and maybe you have diesel fuel, and if you can communicate with each other, that means you can trade. Because the diesel fuel is not something you can eat, and the food, especially if it's healthy food, will go rotten. So what we're trying to do, to, to sort of put it into a bottle, is we're trying to do our part to keep the lights on. Not out of some kind of commie motivation, not out of any type of government motivation, but in the belief that kindness is the way we make it through this. Kindness to each other, intelligence, and to transcend that evil that's been foisted upon all of us in the last 50 years of my fucking life, and it's called learned helplessness. They want you to believe there's nothing you can do without the government. That is wrong. So once more, I'll remind you, if you tell me they couldn't have known better, my question is, could you have known better? Because if the answer is yes, then you have to take care of yourself. The government's not going to. There's not going to be a FEMA camp. They're not going to round you up. It's almost wishful thinking to believe that at this point. If you want to protect your family and your friends, you're going to have to do it yourself. Other people out there in a voluntary way based on principles of liberty will be there to help you. 
but the only way others can help you is if you help yourself. So for, I guess it's Thursday, isn't it? For Thursday, April the 14th, 2022. For Thursday, April the 20th, April the 14th, 2022. You have a great day. Great rest of your day.